April 24, 2023. It's the Watt for Pedro Show.
Watt from Pedro Show. Happy Monday. We start off with John Coltrane doing Goldsboro Express. Then Fruit and Body with MJCW. Maybe an acronym, people. And because of them software engineers in Estonia with their Skype invention, I got with me. Matty Weisberg, welcome aboard. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for having me on. Absolute. We got to give credit to Randolph for the connect. Yeah, thank you, Randolph. Thank you, Lee. Absolute. Now, we want to learn about your musical journey, so please bring your earliest musical recollection. Ooh. When I was like a little kid, my parents started to get me do piano lessons, and um, I didn't really like but I remember uh, really liking just playing around on the keyboard and also um, learning to play uh, that song, What is Love? You know, that dun, 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 dun. Yep. <laughs> so okay. Really but that was kind of on your own, right? With that, 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 The problem was, like, the teacher, right? The lessons. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I found some... Man, some people have had a guest I've had on the show had such bad experiences it almost chased them away from music. It did chase me away from music for a long time. I actually didn't really start until my early 20s kind of after that. Wow. So you didn't do anything in school like the choir, the marching band, shit like that? Nothing, man. Okay. So what do you think got you back in? Um. Well, I was just kind of um, I think I had some some better teachers. So I took like a, a drumming class, um, you know, a group setting. I also had like a dance element, and that felt a lot more like I don't know, just comfortable. And uh, and then actually, my friend I was living with at the time was making some music using Mac MSP and kind of showed me how to how to use the software and the sound. And then I got I heard like. I think because I had been kind of scared away from my instrumental music, and that felt like something I could do, so I started doing that and it was really fun. Uh, and then I, I started that for a bit. I was like, you know, I'd like to like learn how to play an instrument now and be able to do some both of these things. So you're telling me you started out with the drums, but then you moved on to electronic. Uh, yeah, I was in electronics really was like the first thing. I wasn't really like playing the drums. I just took like a drumming class. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have a drum set yourself. No, no, nothing like that. Okay, okay. And uh, right away, did you start composing? I think, yeah, pretty much. That's kind of how it started. I think like I made... I kind made this like little program where you could just make music by kind of moving the mouse around and changing like the kind of shape of the sound. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I just started with that, and I made like a little music video and just kind of like intense music and stuff in my piece. Yeah, I think by coming in via electronics versus, like, a guitar or something, you're not going to try to learn stuff off records, right? It's almost like 
makes you want to be a uh, start composing? Yeah, that's that's all there really was to do. It's not a, it's not, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so we started from that side, and then just, yeah, I'd like to learn how to play other music that I think is um, yeah, yeah, so I learned something off that. So then after that, I started learning to and what about uh, performance? Um, Can you remember yeah, your first gig? <laughs> I remember the first gig. Yeah, I guess so. It was like, um, it was like, and so around that time, I was living in Providence, and my housemates and I were all like making, yeah, like, Sounds on our computers, dragging stuff around, and we we made a little trio and like performed at a couple of house shows, uh, the party ones. <laughs> no, but there was quite a vibrant scene around Providence with experimental music, right? Yeah, at that time, at least there was for sure. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's so. even got a history of it, right? I think the Talking Heads come from RISD. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there was an incredible, like, scene of that music at that time. And, um, I was just, like, mostly just wanted to, I was just kind of getting exposed to it. So I was, yeah. um, so it was, made it look really fun, and my friends wanted to do it, so I did it then. Well, did you, before that first gig, did you have like, you know, was it, like for me, let's, it was really scary to play in front of people. Did you have kind of like apprehension? I would say that I still, I still have that. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I get really. We call them pants shitters. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been doing it for, uh, you know, a little while, but I still got been major pictures. <laughs> oh, but maybe that ain't a bad thing because if you take it too much for granted, maybe that's where all the excitement leaves. Yeah. Totally. yeah. And, and so, would you co- uh, consider that first gig a success? Um, I guess. I guess yeah. Like I didn't start playing it, so I guess that that's. Yeah, I would too. I would too. I just wanted to hear you say that. <laughs> you know, I never thought about that. Yeah. You gave me this music here, uh, Field of Sound. I want to play that, okay? Yeah, go for it. Okay.
shrinking violet No, you never, no, you never go far There's something magnetic About that sea and the flowers on the table Spell eternity The dogs are barking Fear in their eyes It's only Tuesday No, you'll never, no, you'll never know why There's something magnetic About that sea And the flowers on the table Spell eternity Sweet little house Up on the hill Pieces of driftwood Line the windowsill And there's something magnetic About that sea And the flowers on the table Spell eternity
can the sun how can the sun be real how can a light how can a light give life for Pedro show that chunk of music started off fruit and body feel the sound and then brand new from actually new prize for uh for Seb in Lyon France that soul Carlos with the soul Carlos theme Gemma then we had the four Royals with Steve McKay and the randoms this is a uh, 45 from 1967 brother Steve McKay on the tenor, and, and also, uh, I think on the B-side, he blew some harmonica, too. Somebody's, uh, one take, somebody's living room in Grand Rapids, Michigan, backing up a vocal group called the Four Royals. A tune called One Girl. It's first recorded. And his buddy Marco, later they'd go on to make Carnal Kitchen. Uh, Rabia Saldata, from their brand new record, 
Giuseppe Adamilano, Colombia. Then above the tree, Marco, he's going to be on the show. Not too long. People from the cave. Interesting cat, uh, Verona. But he's been uh, collaborating with a lot of Barcelona cats. Vic Chastin after that with It's No Secret. Satisfaction. Bombas Prended. End of the day. Middle of the night. Mizutama Shobadan with After Image. 99 letters. Ranai Osaka. Maxine Funka, Eternity. The Chunks, Lil Thursday, even though it's Monday. Bass players from Scotland, by the way. And finally, Fruit and Body. How can the sun? Yeah, tell me about those tunes. Well, tell me about Fruit and Body. Uh, do you want to know? Well, like, where'd you come up with that name? <laughs> it's a good one, man. It, it, it makes you think. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, it kind of, I guess it comes from... It kind of comes from two directions. Um, the first direction, I guess, is like, um, I guess I can have the, uh, as well as like, you know, maybe in time, a lot of story words for people. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, a way of kind of looking that around with the food, more like food things, like bearing fruit, like growing. And sure. You know what I uh, think of that middle panel in Hieronymus' Bosch's Garden of Earthly Delights? A lot of fruit and bodies in that portion. It's awesome. Exactly. So that's on the one side, and then the other side is yeah. shooting bodies is the kind of anatomical name for a mushroom. Ah, oh, okay. So, Inter- like, interesting. Mushroom, the organism is like the root underground. Yes. And is what's called the shooting body. That's like the part of the organism that does that task for Okay, okay. Very interesting. And when was the first time you performed under that? Or did you record at first using that name? Yeah, I would say record under it. Um, yeah. No, I guess it was probably in the 2017s and 18s. Uh-huh. And what can you tell me about these tunes, Field of Sound? Oh, and yeah. How can how can the sun, like you're asking a question, right? <laughs> no, I yeah. say that because there's a question mark, Maddie. <laughs> there, is, there is. How can the sun? Yeah. Um, I think those, especially you know, those, particularly those two tasks, a lot of the things that I'm, I guess kind of the way that the name kind of communicates because 
sometimes we express some feeling that moves between living and like a singular human body that is like kind of by like unfolding in the world and like and like learning and growing and experiencing Right. Same time identifying with like um you know, with like a mushroom which is like one kind of one part of a larger like kind of network style organism. Sure. So that's like a lot of my way in the world is kind of like moving between feeling like a human and like a part of this biological energy that existence. Um, so I think in the in both like um, I don't know how yes and you know both were you know, have a field of sound, how can the sound like they both kind of look towards sources of energy or forms of life that are related to human and when in the process do you come up with the titles? At the beginning or the end? You know, uh, I would say usually at the end. Yeah, usually at the end. I ask a lot of my guests that because when I compose, I always have to start with the title or, or I lose the focus. <laughs> But hardly anybody I've had on the show does it. They always, it seems to be at the end. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I I would say that maybe, no, yeah, never mind. Yeah, usually it's at the end. But that's kind of a process for me as I feel like, I don't know. You know, it's like, I don't know why I did what I did, but I did it. Sure, sure. That that makes sense. <laughs> and uh, do you have like a little trove of, I don't know, notebooks, or do you use voice memo? Do you use like kind of little tools with your composition? Yeah, it really like depends. Definitely, yeah. So field of sound was a lot of that was stuff I was participating on my phone, like. The opening part was like in the car with my sister and my cousin um, and my brother-in-law. And oh, you you them. you actually use it as as part of making the piece, okay? Oh yeah, yeah. That's I would say that's 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 definitely a part. And then uh, and then oftentimes. The way I'm working right now, I guess I would say it was like more like, sometimes right now I'm working on stuff that I kind of have maybe like an, like an animated story in my mind and I'm trying to translate that into, yeah, sure. into something. And so then I'll, yeah, then I'll have like notes about that and stuff to, um, usually like maybe stuff to like stay up to on the computer and um, and, and like you got a, a storyboard going in your mind? Yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I'm searching for like a metaphor or something. Yeah. 
no, no, it's exactly like that. And, and yeah, maybe I'll have like a block, the sound block that pinned up on my uh-huh. story. Like, yeah, you know, something kind of like this. And then it seems like with some of the stuff, the, the the rhythms, maybe they come in the editing part. You do stuff after you capture the sounds, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it also really depends. I mean, something, the rhythms are like, yeah, like I'm like cutting, you know, like I'm cutting pieces of sound and then spacing that out rhythmically. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes um, I play with them on the drum now. Uh, sometimes I use like the drum machine. Um, I'll like maybe use some of the stuff that can create a little more sound as a, you know, like the kind of putting something through like a really short delay and then like a long delay or something like that. And it's kind of really into the, the, the next. So, um, so it really depends, but especially in those, well, for example, like in Field of Sound, that's like all, yeah. a lot of that is like super edited. Yeah. Uh, you know, like where the, like, 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 uh, but then in Hacking the Sun, the rhythm part, I've, I've played that on like a, on a drum machine, and that's like live. Trippy, trippy. You know, because you know, at the end of the day, I'm just hearing the sound. I have no idea how it's conjured. That's that's the trip about this kind of uh, thing. You know, remember that uh, Wizard of Oz, right? Pay no attention to that man behind the. Well, that guy Frank Morgan was behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of uh, I'm not saying totally but maybe some John Cage kind of thing like what is music well it's interesting that when you said that there's the title for Fields of Sound yeah uh, is I think that yeah there is is a reference to a John Cage quote about the famous kind of the famous piece uh, where you know the piano players like play the piano. Uh, and I think the title is just the the length of the piece or something. <laughs> I think it is. I yeah, where it just is. opens up the music, then he closes, getting gets up and leaves. Yeah. That's yeah, a, that's yeah. A, yeah, talk about a concept. Very, very. Enormous, like a Moby Dick of a concept. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, April 24, 2023. Just a our special, special guest, Maddie Weisberg. Hold tight for hour two. April 24, 2023, second hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
got into the heart of your country. Take the cream for yourself and never put it back. Line up the poets and the young and the brave. Mark out holes six feet deep and give them all the space. Fall pretty stars and let your voices be aside. The dictat of a cold some bitch will make your sister cry. You don't need it, you don't need it, you don't need it. All the world's awash with foolish gain. You don't need it, you don't need it, you don't need it. Every man, woman, and child takes itself back to the wild spaces of the world and start again. Every man, woman, and child takes itself back to the wild.
Watch for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour. Fruit and Body with a monk beast. Then we had Party Nerves, which this may be Gordon's greatest challenge yet. Bjorn Magnuson with A Masquerade, The Eternal Jive. That's a good title. Pineapple Empress out of uh, South London with You Don't Need It. Andre Vita, No Neck. Andre's out in Berlin these days. Fruit and Body, finally, with mm, P-R-Y-R-F-R-D-D. Maybe a prior for D-D? You got to help me here, Batty. Uh, yeah, I think it's prayer for dad. Oh, it's prayer for dad. Okay. Yeah, you fuck those vowels. We don't need them. <laughs> and and then a monk beast. What's up with that one? Yeah. Um, that, that name, yeah, that name seems um, something I used to be close with. It was up at, uh, up at the top of, of Manhattan. So, uh, uh, kind of old, like, seminary kind of thing. Up oh, the post- cloisters. Yeah. By the Washington Bridge. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, west side of Manhattan. Okay, Midtown. It's like all the way to Fifty Town. And um, someone I was close to uh, saw a carved into like a wooden. I think it was like into the arm of a few. Maybe um, was like this feature that was like half uh, like the monk and half lion, um, and and I felt like that was that kind of image was like a kind of reserved kind of devoted spiritual energy and like a more like the ascetic yeah. thing, yeah. So, uh, the inspiration for your line of peace, it's it. Uh, events happen to you, and they uh, make it an emotional impression on you. And then you want to kind of use that as, I don't know, uh, stuff to grow your compositions with. Yeah, exactly. If, if the compositions are like, are like the mushrooms, you know, the whatever is, you know, happening in my life, I guess it's kind of like the decomposing material. And, uh, so in a way, are they, they're kind of like diary entries. Yeah, definitely. A lot of it, I would say a lot of, yeah, a lot of, a lot of that music is, is like that. I think there's few music that I'm like, yeah, I'm like, is, is different from that music in the way that it's less of a diary and more like, uh, kind of telling more of a cinematic story. Yeah, uh, a narrative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, beginning, uh, middle, and end. And wh- what about with Prayer for Dad? Yeah, so Prayer for Dad is actually from the from the new, from the new set, it's kind of um, yeah. It's like one movement and one act of like a larger thing. I'm looking at. Okay, part of a big piece. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I'm doing right now. 
this is it. So I'm really excited. It's actually, that's kind of how I met, or not kind of, it is how I met Lee and as via memories thing. And, uh, oh, the connect and, with the people in Eugene. Yeah, exactly. Because so I'm trying to make that music and then also translate it into something that a group can play. And so they played one of the chapters from this longer piece like October. Okay, happening. Well, uh, you gave me this piece here, Practical Water. I want to play that right now. What does it mean to live a moral life? It is nearly impossible to think about this. sides were filled with tiny watery activities. The mind was split and mended, each perception divided into more. There, in the hearts of the water molecules, little branches perpendicular to thought had lobbied the Congress, but it was dead, had written to the Committee on Understanding, had written to the middle, middle, middle of the middle class, but it was drinking, had voted in cafes with shoplifters and beekeepers, stirring tea made of water hitched to the green ark. of what we know. The spirits offer us a world of origins. A tiny droplet shines on a leaf. And there your creek is found. We carry ourselves through the days in code. DNA like staircase, neither good nor bad in and of itself. Lower frequencies are the mind. 
What happened to the creek is what happened to the sentence in the 20th century. It got social underground. You should make yourself uncomfortable. If not you, who? A tiny droplet shines on a leaf, and there your creek is found. through the days in code neither good nor bad in and of itself lower frequencies are the mind what happened to the creek is what happened to the sentence in the 20th century it borrowed something to link itself to others got social underground What does it mean to live a moral life? Rush comes out from the cottony coyote bush, blink, blink, chunk, drink.
Please call me hiding teardrops and welcome on subway cars. Stupid, I know it, I just don't want to let go. Cracked the foundation and eroded the baseline of trust and compassion, only left with the petty shit. Higher we build it, higher the harder it falls. Harder to move on when love still so tender. Somehow we know that it's just for the better. Hard to believe that we are just letting it go. Still so tender. Somehow we know that it's just for the better. Hard to believe that we are just letting it go. for Pedro Show, that chunk of music, start off with Fruit and Body doing Practical Water, interesting combination of uh, words, I got an image in my head, uh, from Italia Calvino's Invisible Cities, this is Cities of Desire and Anastasia, by the Bromley Symphony Orchestra featuring the Underwood Piano Harlequin Tet. Then we had Ray Shin out of Reno with Space in the Crowd. What was that movie? Andy Griffith, right? A Face in the Ground. Ilya Kazan. Patricia Neal, I think. Scary movie. Finally, Fruit and Body with Grammy doing Pick Up the Pieces. Brother Matty, who's Grammy? <laughs> Grammy is the, the name of like uh, the back group that I was working with to make that album. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, so that album has like the some of that ensemble playing on it, and that that group Grammy. And and then what about the piece? P- pick up the pieces. Remember, mm-hmm. you know what? You, that, you can't copyright a title, but I remember a, a band from Scotland had a hit. They were called Average White Band. And it was an instrumental kind of funk thing in the 70s called Pick Up the Pieces. Um, well, they, they, they do like yell that in the chorus, you know, like them swing bands or stuff, but didn't have a real oh. vocal. Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? Average no. White Band? No. Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, Watts showing you he's sixty five years old. But but there was it's kind of a yeah kind of disco, you know, dance music in the seventies. Hey. Yeah, I listen. Yeah, pick up the pieces. But that's why you can't copyright a title, probably because there's so many. You know what I mean? And and, and tell me about practical water. Yeah, practical water. The texture of the poem that I've heard 
Um, um, and uh, and it's played by uh, I'm I'm reading the text and then um, that's kind of mixed with um, with a Cuba um, going to realize kind of a Cuba sound and uh, and feedback between those two at the piano. Um, like the piano is the speaker and also being recorded and then that's what we said. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I like that one. There's something a little bit menacing about it. Yeah. Um, which I feel like that's like water. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, water is like both, you know, the American and so of light and so soft and so agile and flexible and also kind of, you know, when there's a lot of menacing uh, power It can be like cement, too. You know, we, I live uh, in the harbor here, Los Angeles, San Pedro, and we got this bridge that connects us to this terminal island. And we have people that jump off this bridge. And if you jump, it's, you know, the towers are like 200 feet up. And when they hit the water, th- their bodies burst open like it was like hitting cement. It's yep. not soft. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, also, also, also the, the stages, right? It could be a gas. It can be a solid like ice cubes. It could be, you know, liquid, of course, most of the time. Yeah. And then there's, yeah, there's some practical water that, you know, that water is, so yeah, so, I don't know, it's something that's like the water is kind of the most practical, <laughs> is the most practical thing. Uh, Absolute. <laughs> it's a trippy thing, too. And, and then it's kind of the dissolver of everything, right? It, Everything like kind of dissolves, right? Nothing lasts forever because of the water, because the oceans, because the rain. They get all dissolved. Get uh, cha- it keeps stuff in uh, constant change. I mean, it's a little slow for us to because our lifetimes are so short. But it, it's actually the, one of the big changing agents, I think, in the world. Definitely. Yeah. Look, we're at the end of the first, no, second hour of the oh. April twenty-four, twenty-three. 2023 edition of Watt for Pedro. People, next Monday will be 22 years doing this show, and I'm still fucking blowing clams. <laughs> anyway, special yeah. guest, Maddie Weisberg. Hold tight for hour three. April 24, 2023, it's third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
but I know the rules of nature. You prefer to call it a prayer. Stare at the beautiful reasons. Admire intelligent beings. Take some strength to read it all in. Create an antidote. Create an antidote. Create an antidote.
Strewing rose petals around the beds of their sick children, Georgian mothers and grandmothers would sing these words in gentle tones, hoping to soothe the agitated spirits inhabiting the bodies of their kin. I learned this simple harmony in a week-long workshop with a man named Bernard Burns, a former software developer who now leads Matsbenzeli, a Georgian choir based in London, England. Of all the songs we learned that week, Batanebo has stuck with me for its delicate grace. It recalled my first musical memories of my mother and sister singing me songs to help me fall asleep. When I first met Bernard, his plain dress and dorky demeanor charmingly obscured his deep, empathetic warmth and his mastery of this special vocal tradition. Over the course of the workshop with my friends Griffin and Eloise, Bernard taught me some beautiful techniques for finding my voice, from resonating previously dormant cavities in my head and chest, to physically leaning on my friends to embody the trust that their voices would support mine in the mix. It was a surprisingly important lesson in the power of singing, and in the months since I have often caught myself singing Batanebo out loud when I am in a moment of pain. This happens often enough that I now use it as a signpost to recognize that I am feeling anxious or hurt. Examples of this scene for my daily life is my desire to shed gender labels an inherent manifestation of my gender identity or a desire to distance myself from the public perception of the default toxicity of manhood. Can I truly, actually be bisexual? Or as many people have told me, am I lying to myself in one way or another? And eventually, I'll pick a side. Will the Earth reach 4 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial temperatures in my lifetime? Am I powerless to stop the erasure of people, places, animals, and plants in the name of personal profit? Is my self-esteem really so low that I would allow someone for two years to undermine my belief in myself, abdicating all of my own ideas and deferring to their worldview so deeply that splitting up required rebuilding my entire self? At the heart of my musical practice is a simple fantasy of sitting around the house playing music for my grandkids, filling their hearts and minds with wonder and tenderness. I never had grandparents, which is maybe why I have dreamt of having my own grandchildren for as long as I can remember. Sadly, this feels like a terrible time to create a new life. I know apocalypse narratives have existed in human culture for millennia, but this feels different. The daily dose of environmental grief coming from my newsfeed is a powerful contraceptive. The deep hopelessness I feel listening to billionaires calmly state their plans to desert this inevitably failing world sucks the hope of creating a family right out of me. Among the injustices caused by resource-extractive capitalists, I particularly despise them for this. Sometimes I sing Batanebo to the wind, hoping it will carry the song to their ears and soothe the spirit of greediness that drives them to our mutually assured destruction. In a different world, I'd be happy to be a stay-at-home parent, content to pack lunches and unpack feelings, to take care of things around the house and support my partner. 
Sadly, our profusely misogynistic and capitalistic strive culture tells me that homemaking is a kind of failure, and parenthood can only be crammed in the margins of my work life. I have a potentially lucrative degree from a prestigious university. Why would I waste it on just being a parent? That simply doesn't make sense. It's really a shame because I think I'd make a great mom. Not to diminish the difficulty of caring children, but I can't help but feel a deep sense of loss for never being able to host another life form inside me, to watch my body grow and swell, to feel its moods, to have it feel mine, to feed, breathe, live together. It's been an interesting exercise sitting with the acceptance that the thing my body wants most unselfconsciously in the world cannot possibly ever happen. Instead, I professionalize my natural caring instincts into more socially acceptable forms. I adopt other people's children for 60 minutes at a time, teaching them to cook and to love themselves. I brainstorm YouTube channels to make with my little cousin Gia. I write love songs and confessionals that I hope will get spread widely so that someone else might not feel alone. And I write grants to go to England to learn Georgian lullabies, with the secret hope of one day singing to my own grandchildren while blessing their rooms with a ring of rose petals. Watch for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour. DJ Noah and Fruit and Body with Yeti Comes in Peace. Then we add Crane and Susan Loa doing Naked. Diane Marie Kloba after that with Drink This. That was in those Alice, one of those Alice in Wonders. Maybe both of them through the looking glass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Rubber O Cement. This is East uh, Oaktown, right? East Bay Band. Uh, the, with the, the sound effects, brutal sound effects crew. Yeah, that's what they want to be known as. But they have members of that. <laughs> you got to get the title of this song, people. Chloral blast dynamo stuck in the nano machine B leg pump nucleon electro soap. Period. <laughs> got to make sure the period's there. Right? Finally, fruit and body with. Bato Nebo narration. Bato Nebo? Fruit and body. Help me there, Matt. What, what is it? Bato Nebo? Nabel? Yeah, Bato Nebo. Okay. Yeah, you got to enlighten me there because I'm a little ignorant. Sorry. <laughs> what is a, a Bato Nebo? Bato, yeah, Bato. A song that I learned um, a few years ago. Okay. That I wrote is me and such a friend posted like a little workshop with the leader of a choir that sings music from the Georgia, Georgia. Uh huh. And, and, uh, and one of the songs that we learned was um was this lullaby that those mothers and grandmothers would sing um kind of around the bed of a sick child and um and the and the song was kind of dedicated to the to the spirit, you know, the kind of upset spirit that the and happy with causing the child to um, and to soothe the spirit that would bring this lullaby and the to ah, calm down. Yeah, sure. Beautiful. And then this, yeah. the first tune we played on 
the beginning of the third hour here. You didn't put Fruit and Body first. You put DJ Noah first. So it's like you're with DJ Noah. Well, who is DJ Noah? I'm sorry for being ignorant again. No, no. DJ Noah, also known as DJ Noah's painting, um, is, is a student, a brother, a friend, um, just a really like, senior individual in my life and an amazing artist. He's uh, someone who I've been making music with for five or six years now. Since, ever since he was like, I think we started when he was 10. He's like, um, and he's just uh, an incredible person, a musician, an artist, and, um, and music uh, is one of the ways that is more comfortable for him to express himself in the world. Sure. Because uh, language is not, is not really his work, and, uh, and so that's how we kind of met, was, was that is like the thing that I had done before was like, you know, uh, yeah, it was this project with, uh, with people who have different ways of accepting stuff in the world, maybe other than linguistically. Uh-huh. Like, you know, if I'm being vague, like, like kind of on purpose, but like the term father would use like a nonverbal, uh, non-reliable Speaker on the opposite spectrum. Um, okay. You know, I, here's a question I ask people that do uh, improvised work when they collaborate: how, how do you deal with the question of who goes first? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. We don't. We don't really have that problem. We, so me and Noah. I don't know. I mean, that's somewhat. Part of what I love so much about making music with him is it, you know, we both just come to it with like a lot of openness and a lot of just you know, joy for the process. And so, I, you know, it's like, I don't know how we decided it was. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's got to be an answer, but I'm, I'm always curious about how that's negotiated, you know? I think that maybe depends. You know, I would admit that it depends a little bit on, you know, some days I think when we're getting together to make stuff. Like we used to work together in New York, but then I moved to Massachusetts, and now we we actually have our own radio show on another network called Beware the Radio, which is also um, affiliated with you all in some way or another. I've, Right. Right. And uh, we have a show there where we're making more like dance music. We're kind of like experimental dance music. And we do that like using a live remote dance music making software. So uh-huh. we're like making that. And, and, uh, and I usually, you know, we meet at night after I get home from work. And so I think we go first off and sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, you gave me this. In the, in, this is back. <laughs> this is back to like man alone, fruit and body. This is in their quiet kind of way. I want to play.
Watt for Pedro Show Last Music for this edition. We start that chunk off with Fruit and Body doing in their quiet kind of way. Then from Holland, we got Paranoid State with There's Nothing Left. Over here, Emergency Room. This is uh, Brian Edder, I think his college band, playing uh, Trap Kit. Six. The project was called Emergency Room. And then finally, Fruit and Body. I, if I was. <laughs> I love that title. <laughs> you know, it's it's really intense if you think about it. Really, really good. So, yeah, you want to enlighten us to either one? I mean, some people, they tell me, what, man, why do I got to talk about the songs? That's why I recorded it. So you don't have to say anything if you don't want. No, I, I appreciate it. I mean, as you said before, because a lot of this music is, yes, I wrote it at best, and I wrote it at Um A lot of it has both of the stories. Um, and that, but that, um, that piece is coming from, well, the, the story is, uh, a couple years ago, I had made a new friend who, not that long, she had kind of started bonding over, uh, about the, over the experience of, uh, experimenting with our gender presentations and, um, with bodies, body chemistry, and, um, we started bonding over, over that, and, uh, and shortly after that, she um, peaced out in the world. Um, and she was working on a piece of music. It was a really piece of writing that the writing itself was a description of the music as an imaginary world. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. What do you got going next? Yeah. Um, well, what I got going next is I got the DJ Noah radio show. Um, I'm working on this new music, hopefully a new piece for the Eugene Difficult Music Ensemble, hopefully. Maybe they want to try it. I'm actually co-writing that with uh, my cousin, who's a music professor at UMass And um And then... And then I'm actually in a new band. My partner uh, writes some really awesome kind of uh, naughty lullaby type of songs. And we have an aunt playing their music. And uh, we have our first show in uh, Alley Ray in East Hampton on June 10th. Oh, that's beautiful. I'd love to hear that when uh, you get that yeah. together. Yeah. So yeah. if you guys ever want to come on the show, the invite's open to you, Maddie. All right, I'll pass that on. Okay, yeah. bet you. I, I love what you're doing. I want you to keep on keeping on, man. Bring it, because uh, I'm, I'm inspired. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. That, that's that a, so one of the greatest gifts that a music cat can do for another, I think. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Your amazing questions and just your amazing life work. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. People, it's been the April 24, 2023 edition of the Wife Pedro Show. Special guest, Maddie Weisberg. Keep your powder tried.